All right, folks, uh, let's take a look over here. Yikes and flikes, which are all real words. Yikes on a bike? Uh-oh. What have we there? All right. Uh, I'm looking over here on the folks at NBC News and their incredibly violently small text. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Maine's new law to partially decriminalize sex work goes into effect this week. The law criminalizes people who pay for sex while eliminating criminal charges for sex workers. The intent is to give sex workers and victims of sex trafficking immunity from prosecution. But sex workers and victims of sex trafficking are not the same people and they don't need the same outcome. I don't think they do. They do not. I think sex workers... What, what, so how do sex workers pay their bills if their clients are in jail? They don't. I'm or, not feeling it. Uh, there's a little bit more to this because the whole article is one paragraph long. Um, <clears throat> so immunity from prosecution, but not everyone wants that to happen. In fact, some sex workers say the new law would do more harm than good. Check out episode one in our series, The Main Problem with Sex Work. Did Peggy Hill title that? She had to have. My goodness, let's hear her speak some Spanish. All right, and this was published October 25th, 2023. It is currently November 13th? Yes. All right, and Phoenix Collider has a lot of opinions. Well, I mean, this is essentially a Nordic model um, type situation, and we've talked about the Nordic model a lot before. But, of course, you know, folks may not know or may not really understand because on its face, it sounds like a good thing to say, okay, well, we're not arresting sex workers. That's going to keep sex workers safe. Unfortunately, that's not really how the Nordic model works in practice, right? So because the clients are criminalized, that essentially still means that you're going to be under police surveillance. And keep in mind, when it comes to sex workers, a lot of um, prostitution-related arrests are not necessarily prostitution-specific arrests. I think a lot of folks don't know that, right? So a lot of workers who work outdoors, they'll get like jaywalking tickets. They'll get, um, you know, uh, stopped for loitering. Uh, a lot of times when police do bust, they, uh, sex workers will end up catching drug charges, things like that. Maybe outstanding warrants for misdemeanors. So you're still under that, you know, state uh, surveillance from police. So you're still under danger there. And that's not even counting the immediate danger that police are to sex workers, right? How many times have we covered stories where police are sexually abusing sex workers, are trying to coerce sexual services from sex workers, you know, just generally being intimidating, robbing sex workers, beating sex workers, right? We've covered so many stories about situations like that. So like increased police um, encounters do not keep sex workers safe. And that is essentially what this bill is promoting by still keeping clients criminalized. You're still keeping a high rate of interactions between police and sex workers. The other thing is that prostit other prostitution-related charges are still illegal. So even if technically selling services, right, the basic, uh, what you would assume in a prostitution charge, right, I'm offering you, you know, this particular sexual activity for this amount of money for this duration of time, that's not criminalized, but everything around it still is, right? So we have examples. This is very prominent, actually, in Nordic countries, which 
is where the Nordic model originated, Norway, Sweden, so on and so forth, that, for example, landlords were being targeted to say, hey, if you rent space to sex workers, you're going to be charged with pimping and trafficking uh, type charges, right? Um, this means that if you work in a brothel, even though by selling services, you're not doing anything illegal, whoever owns the brothel can still risk getting some sort of charges like living off the proceeds of prostitution. This is, if you remember a couple years ago, uh, the case and uh, with the, I forgot what sports team he owned when he got arrested for that, at the, the Robert Kraft at the massage, massage parlor situation, right? Police said that they were investigating because they thought there was trafficking. They couldn't find any trafficking, but people's sex workers still got arrested, still faced charges. The person who uh, was renting out the facility was charged with uh, living off the proceeds of prostitution, right? And so, you know, this happens if you happen to, you know, live with an adult who helps pay your bills, right? Like roommates or a partner, they're living off the proceeds of prostitution. Somebody who is maybe driving you to, uh, you know, to where you're going to meet a client or picking you up, they're now legally implicated. Um, another big one that we see are people who run... Um, screening services, right? Where you can be like, okay, this client wants to see me. Can you run a background check on him and make sure that, you know, they're as safe as possible for this type of work? Those people are still criminalized. So everyone who is your support system is still criminalized. Um, everything that's prostitution adjacent is still criminalized. You're still under the same amount of police surveillance, but people are counting this as a win by saying, but at least you won't get arrested for a prostitution charge. And it's just really not a helpful model because it drives everything underground. It's something that we've seen time and time again in countries, in um, states, in cities that operate under Nordic model laws is that sex workers say that they feel even more unsafe because now they have fewer customers. So they have fewer customers. Um, you know, it's harder to turn people down, right? If you go from having 100 potential inquiries to having 50 potential inquiries, now you have to take those more seriously. You may be coerced into doing something that you don't want to do. You may um, end up, uh, you know, taking less money for a particular act than you normally would. You may have to do less screening. And so ultimately it makes sex workers more unsafe. And of course, with migrant sex workers, they still get deported, even though technically they've done nothing illegal. All in all, it's just very um, smoke and mirrors to say it's protecting sex workers because now they can't be arrested when, in fact, they still can be arrested for prostitution adjacent charges when, in fact, their support system and the people who help them uh, can still be arrested on adjacent charges. It's not nearly as helpful as it is claimed to be. So um, and they're doing it in Maine. And I, I want to say I hope for the best, but historically, we already know what's going to happen. We've seen it play out in multiple countries across the world, and it's never been a net positive for sex workers, particularly the most marginalized sex workers among us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.